This is the Ask a Death Doula podcast, a platform of free education on how to have the best end-of-life experience possible by knowing how to live your best life now. With experienced hospice, oncology, and wellness nurse, Suzanne B. O'Brien. Today we have a very special guest, Carrie Lee Brown. I met Carrie, I was fortunate enough to be at a weekend workshop for Hay House in New York City, I think it was 2014. And I met this wonderful woman and we just became, we hit it off, best friends, and she has just so much um, that she is offering to the world on so many different platforms. So I'm so excited to do this interview today because she has something great to share with you all. So let me introduce my guest. This is Carrie Lee Brown, and she has an extensive background, which we're going to all go through, and then she has some really great projects that she's been doing recently. So Carrie Lee Brown does have a history in the publishing world. She was editor-in-chief at Oxygen Magazine, as well as other publications. Health and wellness has always been her forefront, and then she had her own um, experience with her own health at a very early age. So I'm going to let Carrie kind of talk about her journey and how she's paying that forward into helping others now. So Carrie, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks Suzanne. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks again for inviting me. Oh, I'm so glad we're getting to do this. So first, can you tell our listeners about your past? Like professionally, what were you doing in your, you know, earlier days in the health and wellness field? Yeah, well, I've worked in the media for almost 20 years, and um, I've been editor-in-chief of several health and fitness magazines, like you mentioned, also executive editor of a Today's Parent magazine, which is a huge national magazine in Canada, and um, I originally am, hail from Toronto, and now I am based in Denver, Colorado, um, but my whole career, I've worked in the media, I've done a lot of um, the TV appearances as a health expert, and I've also helped aspiring writers get published in their different magazines, and done a lot of public speaking in that realm as well. Um, so that's kind of my background professionally, but I've always freelanced and have written for well over 100 different publications, which I'm very proud of. You are a great writer, and that is definitely a very special talent. Um, Thank you. So you're working in this industry, really putting out great content of how to live our best lives and be healthy. Mm -hmm. You are like the you are the image of health and wellness, um, and you have such a great personality on top of that. And then you had your own personal experience. What happened? Yeah, so it's it's really my wake up call. I call it my wake up call because it really was. Um, I was I was in a very stressful position. When you work in the media and in the public in the public eye, you have to keep up not only appearances, but you have to keep up with the competition. And there's always kind of constant, you know, um, moving and shaking in the city. And I was commuting into the city um, in Toronto uh, two hours each way every day, wow. four wow. hours, okay. yeah, at minimum. And um, so I was really stressed with the commute and I mean the expectation and everything, although I still loved my job. I just didn't realize how much stress I was putting on myself. 
and with the daily grind, you know, getting the kids off to school or to daycare and then getting on the train and then commuting and then doing what I had to do. And uh, it all basically caught up with me. But what's really ironic was that as a writer, as a journalist, um, as a health advocate, I've always been a women's health advocate. So I actually used to give talks and, and, and at symposiums and that on work-life balance, which is really interesting. <laughs> It was so ironic because, of course, I'm preaching about that. And then at the same time, I'm not really looking at my own life. So, and that's when it all happened. Um, one evening, I was at home getting the kids to bed. And I had a sharp, sharp pain in my right shoulder. And it wasn't, it was so unusual. It, I knew it was something different. It wasn't just like a kink or a bruise or something. I really felt like I was hit in the arm with a baseball bat. Um, and it trickled all the way down my arm. At first, I was really shocked. Um, I didn't know what to think because I'm a somewhat healthy person. I mean, at least I thought I was. Sure. And um, just doing my daily kind of nightly routine. And um, But then suddenly, I got very dizzy and I really felt like I wanted to faint or go to sleep. Um, a glossy-eyed kind of thing. And I ran downstairs to you know my husband who was in the kitchen and I said, oh my goodness, there's something wrong, but I'm probably going to be fine. Let me just sleep it off, which is what most women would do. I mean, that's what we do, right? Um, so I did. I actually, we didn't call the ambulance at the time. I actually didn't wow. end up going to the doctor until my mom said a week later, you have to go. So wow. I'm one of the fortunate ones that fortunately yeah. got through it. I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, this is the interesting thing. I mean, I, I I'm a non-smoker. I eat fairly healthy. I mean, I've yeah. always been in pretty good physical shape and that's where it really hit me because then it was like, not only it can happen at any age. And I was only 39 as well. I wasn't even 40, um, any age, any life stage for women. And that's one of the biggest things I like to talk about now is awareness about heart health because sure. it's so important at any age and any person can, you know, come, ac come across kind of issues. So ultimately I had heart surgery. I had a cardiac ablation and it took care of my electrical issue yeah. and, um, I'm thankfully good now. But I have changed a lot of things in my lifestyle, which is really important, um, like some eating habits. And I have lessened my stress with respect to work. Um, I don't do that commute anymore. Uh, my family and I had a big move to the U.S. So to Colorado, which is such a health and wellness oriented place. It is place. so beautiful there. Really. Yeah. And it, it really, really helped that lifestyle change and really kind of reevaluating my priorities in life at the time was a huge thing for my recovery and my healing. All right. I love it. It's such a powerful story and thank God you're okay. But I yes. really want to share with people really two things you stand out for me in a very big way here is number one, the stress that we're all under, yes. especially women. You know, women, first of all, all you women out there, we are multitaskers mm -hmm. and we wear so many hats and hold this thing together. Yeah. You know, we are now earners we are the kids we are holding the house down we do so many things um and we are under so much stress and stress is so bad for us yes. it causes that inflammatory response and they do more and more studies on chronic stress leading to these autoimmune diseases and all these health issues so yeah. the other thing is is like People have to understand that if we don't fill ourselves up and take care of ourselves, there's nothing to give out. So it's not even optional. The second thing, and I am guilty of this 100%, the second thing I love that you said is that here you are giving talks about health and wellness and teaching people how to live that balanced lifestyle, 
and not practicing it yourself. And I exactly. do the same thing. So people know that I'm a nurse. I am very much into health and wellness, living your best life. And I push myself to the nth degree. So it's interesting that even though intellectually, I think we all know how to be healthier, eat healthier, go to the gym. We don't put it into practice always. And so I think as women, we have to really honor ourselves a lot more. Absolutely. Um, and and yeah. that was one of the biggest learnings I had was that I had to learn to slow down. I had to learn to look at my own health and wellness kind of practices in my daily routine and there were things that were just happening that become part of life don't they they just become your natural part of life yeah and you're caught up in the grind of it all and working and kids and activities and everything else and um i just didn't look at it until i had to and that was really my wake-up call was um huge for me i mean it was definitely a lesson um i do feel that what i you know what i do now and and how i talk to women and, and go out and speak and everything has a lot to do with what happened to me and I'm glad that it's I'm everything happens for a reason that's what I feel and this, this really did happen for the right reasons for me so I could basically continue the message and that's kind of my whole point agree and I love that and agreed a hundred percent that everything happens for a reason you were forced mm -hmm. to look at this yeah. change you were lucky enough to be given a second chance to be able to make that change not everyone is if you keep pushing Absolutely. So I, I always say the universe gives you little pushes. Yes. So you're like, hey, you better, you better stop that. Hey, and if we don't pay attention to that, you get a huge push. Exactly. Um, and, right. and I was very lucky because, um, yeah. you know, I was, if, stress can keep you going too, right? Isn't that the adrenaline of it all? And so, yeah. you know, there's, there's that kind of stress, but then we just don't realize what it's doing to the actual body. So listening to my body became such yeah. a huge part of my life then. Yeah. Um, I was really reevaluating what I was doing in my free time. And, and then I ended up writing a book about it, which is about self-care because I then realized that, you know, we can say we, you know, go into the nail salon or something and that's self-care once a week, but it's not really, it's not, it's not enough. It's not, enough. not enough. It's not enough. Just getting the nails it's done. It's nice. It's nice. But, but it's, it's not, enough. it's not recalibrating. Exactly, exactly. And it's not really uh, thinking, even the mental health side of it, I learned a lot sure. about it because you have to really, really reevaluate what are your priorities in life. And that's what I ended up doing too. It kind of led to this whole kind of journey of mine, personal and professional, to kind of get where I am today. Okay. So um, you're right. I am very fortunate that everything worked out for me. Yeah. Um, but, and I've, I've, there's been a lot of lessons learned though. That's for sure. So I want it, that's so beautiful. So I want to talk about your book in a minute, but I also want to highlight what you just said about, you know, there's something about we push through the stress adrenaline, but I think we also have this message coming from our society about buck up, work through it. The harder you work, the better you are. You can do it. Mind over matter. Yes. And I kind of had a, a toy with that too, because, you know, no, not always. Maybe in some instances, but you have to have a balance. Your body has to have balance or else it's going gonna, it's gonna to give out. So let's talk about how you took that wake-up call and mm -hmm. it put it into your book. Yeah. So ironically, as a journalist, I'm a writer. So I mean, I'm always writing and journaling. And I was actually on the commute on the train every day into the city. I was actually always journaling. I always wanted to write a book for women, ironically, again, about work life balance, you know, having boys. Um, but it hadn't come together yet. But then when this happened, my health scare, I was like, oh my goodness, I have to write about this now because it's so important for women to realize it can happen at any age. Um, so that's what I did. So when we 
moved to the U.S. Uh, we had an opportunity came up wonderful for our family. Um, I took the time to write my book. And my book is called My Heart, Myself. And it includes, you know, um, 10 steps that you need to slow down. And really, it's a reflection of not only what happened to me, but it's also my learnings and what I ended up doing and realizing in hindsight what I should have kind of taken care of, what I should have noticed. I ignored all the symptoms and signs that I should have really taken more note of um, because I figured that was just you know, that's life. I have a headache and it's, it hasn't gone away for a few days, but I'm stressed, but I didn't do anything about it. So there was all these different things that I wrote about in hindsight so that hopefully women reading it will think, okay, I've read Carrie's story. I know what she now knows was were the symptoms that she should have looked at earlier and hopefully they can prevent something um it's just an experience of a book it's short actually i have a copy right here here it is yeah, show us yeah i love it Beautiful. yeah it's um it's on amazon and it's a short guide like which is really nice because i wanted it to be like a guidebook more sure. of like um a journal entry kind of form that you can read and kind of relate to my story in some way as a mom, as a career person. And um, it's on Amazon. It's called My Heart Myself by Carrie Lee Brown. I'm really excited about it. It's been, um, it's been a lot of great feedback from it because sure. even if you're not necessarily dealing with heart health issues or anything in that manner, you can still look at it from a perspective of slowing down once in a while, listening yeah. to your body. I, I talk about a lot of practical tips too about learning to say no because- <laughs> no, is, no is a great word. It, it, it's a, and you know what? No is this one word. I didn't know how, how to say it. Exactly. And it, it is really important. And But again, these were things like I'm a natural born people pleaser at work, at home, with friends. I can't say no, but I've had to learn how to. And I do have practical tips in there of what I went through and how I've gotten to that point where I actually can for the betterment of my friends, my family, and even me. Um, so that's what, that's kind of what I did. I wrote the book, I got it out there and I had some wonderful feedback from women oh, saying yeah. I can either relate or I've learned something from your book about, you know, slowing down. It's so important. Definitely. So let's talk about some of those tips in a minute. I, I really, yes, you had a heart issue, but so many women are, they have some form of ailment whether it's chronic fatigue or it's these autoimmune diseases. I mean, I deal with that from a nurse. I get it all the time. And I don't know what's wrong with me. Something's wrong with me. Um, it's, it's, this, it's this crazy lifestyle that we are in. And when you become somewhere in your middle age, let's say 30s, 40s, 50s, all of it has been bombarding you for so long. And your body is giving out. So, let's, so anyone can utilize these tips. So I think it's fantastic. So Absolutely. let's give a couple of um, little uh, pearls to the listeners, if we can, about what they could implement today that will absolutely shift their daily quality of life, mm -hmm. uh, slowing down. I mean, saying no, it was perfect. Say no. Yeah. So let's talk about that because I, I think everyone has a problem with that. I had a huge problem with that. Yeah. And I was like, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. And I was going in so many different directions. Yeah. where you really can't feel good about any which one. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. We do too much. And I actually talk about that in the book because I realize that, you know, women nowadays, no matter what you do, if you, if you, you know, have a big career job or if you work at home or you're with the kid, it doesn't matter. We're pulled in so many different yeah. And um, it really doesn't matter and what kind of lifestyle you have. We're all pulled in different directions. And sure. so I learned to say no more 
not only for the benefit of myself, but for the benefit of those asking. And what I mean, right. And what I mean by that is that um, if you keep giving and giving and then you go to give yourself to someone else and help them. They say they ask you to move or something and you are just exhausted. You're not really giving your full self to them anyway. So really there's not much of a benefit and whether you might get frustrated because you don't want to be there on a Saturday, whatever the case, it's better to just say, no, I'm not really in the mental or physical kind of frame my, a frame of mind to help right now. Um, I swear they'll help you in the, or they're sorry, they'll thank you in the long run because they don't want someone just dragging their day down if you're not in a great mood. So I really feel like it helps others as well, which is something you kind of have to switch your mindset about. It's not just they're just helping you. It's going to help others by saying no once in a while, even to like freelance projects or or projects you can't necessarily fit into your day. You're only going to be exhausted. You may not even do the best job that you possibly could if you were a lot more rested. So that's a huge, huge one is saying no. And then like you said, like do a few things really well, not a million things, not very well. Um, You know, you've kind of heard of this, but it's so true. I mean, you know, priority is your family, your kids, your husband, your wife, whoever, um, and yourself. I mean, really at the end of the day, you kind of have to just work your lifestyle around that. Um, You know, jobs come and go. We, We move on from different friends all the time. But, you know, you have to think of the constants. And my wake up call is what really reminded me of that. Uh, at the time, I was probably putting way too much um, um, emphasis and, and um, priority in my commute and my job. I was, I was stressing me out. So anyway, those are the kind of things that I talk about. And I also talk about also um, eating, like how to eat healthier, how to fit exercise into your day when it's so hard or your week. Um, I always say, you know, everything in moderation. Um, but with working out or, t- or taking yoga classes, I mean, it doesn't have to be every day either. I mean, if you sure. do it three times a day, at least you're doing it. You know, you're doing it for you. Sure. Um, but you have to think about the long, long-term effects. And, um, and I think that's something that I, it really kind of jolted me. And like you said, having worked in the health and fitness industry on the editorial and publishing side, I, I knew all this. That's this. This is why it was such a kind of a huge wake up call. I was like, I know this. I'm not practicing what I preach. Um, so it really kind of took me back to what my purpose was in life, uh, not only just professionally, but, but personally as well. And it's done a, a lot of good for me. So, Sure. I love that so much. And I know that we know, we know this because we both kind of worked in that niche and we still weren't practicing it. And yeah. the body is a holistic model. It's a holistic yeah. uh, force. And so it has to be balanced. Um, and, but there's people who really sometimes don't know, you know, the difference between something that's really good for them or how like this little exercise could really help them. So mm-hmm. I love that you were educating and helping on that front. Um, the other thing that I always say to people is, you know, you're kind of like a battery for the day or a cup full of the day. You have to fill that cup up and it goes down during the day if you keep giving out. If you yes. never replenish it, it's going to give out in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I often tell people is take the beginning of your day, even if it's 15 minutes, as little as 15 minutes to sit quietly and to, to be in a place of gratitude. But if you can incorporate some more things for yourself in the beginning of your day, because once we're off and running, sometimes yeah. it's super hard to like find that time that exercise doesn't just fit in all the time. Um, so sometimes to really make the beginning of your day the time for you to fill up your cup is also kind of a great tool. Um, so 
there's wonderful information. We're going to put the link to that book um, in, the, oh, awesome. in the description below. So now let's talk about what you're doing next because you've sort of just taken on this pathway and journey to a wonderful platform to helping others. And I just love what you are announcing today to our listeners and what you're going to launch very soon. So can you tell us about what you have going on right now? Yes, I am excited about this, Suzanne. You know this, and I'm so passionate about it. So since my heart scare, and then I wrote the book, and I realized that my story really impacted a lot of people, and they could relate to it, and they could relate to me, and I thought, well, how can I bring this to a larger kind of audience? So I am actually launching a new brand this summer called Red Lily. I'm really excited. And the uh, URL is redlilylife.com, and it's going to be a global digital platform for women. Mm -hmm. um, to tell their stories. And I'm really excited because, you know, coming from a journalism background and working in media for so many years, you see a lot of restrictions on who can maybe get published in these magazines. Sure. Um, a lot of people don't have platforms to be able to tell their stories. And every woman out there, in fact, every person has a unique story. I mean, whether it be health, whether Absolutely. it's relationship based, whether it be family based, career based, I mean, everyone has stories. We all know that. So, but I found that in talking to a lot of the readers um, who have read my book and also my close family, you know, and friends, they're like, well, yeah, but Carrie, you're a journalist. So you wrote a book, you have a platform, you, you know how to do this. A lot of people don't. And a lot of people don't want to start a blog. They don't want to start their own podcast, you know. So I'm giving them all an opportunity to write a reflection or a personal essay on their own story and publish it. And that's what Red Lily Life dot com is going to be it's going to be and more than just health and wellness like i said yeah. we'll touch on travel we'll touch on beauty but all real stories from yeah. real women who have gone through something um, a struggle and then come out triumphant on the other side we're all warriors with respect to whatever we go through sure. and the biggest point about it and the biggest reason i'm even doing it is because we can all learn from each other i mean that is the key here i really yeah. really really want other women to share so yeah. that we can learn we can heal we can grow together because I'm constantly learning and believe me I learned through my whole health scare five years ago that I am certainly not an expert in my own physical and emotional even spiritual um, health until I took notice and I think that a lot of women out there this will be very beneficial so I'm really excited um, I'm the founder and, and uh, the editor-in-chief of it so anyone who wants to contribute or submit something I will help you um, with some finessing of your words if for some reason you're not you know very comfortable but it doesn't matter I just want it to be a platform for women to have a voice and I think that there's not enough out there yeah. that do this I mean there like I said there's some but then a lot of platforms also focus on celebrity stories and coming from the media I mean I used to as well but I really feel like this one it's not about that this is about real women like yeah. you and me our friends our sisters our our, our our mothers who have a wonderful story and they're very heartfelt and that's why it's an evolution of my heart brand and my heart story because all the content is going to be heartfelt heart filled yeah. content so whatever you go through um, there's always hopefully a lesson to be learned and you'll come out brighter on the other side so that's what I'm kind of trying to do with it and it's long oh, I love it Carrie hey. I love it so much so that when I was like looking at it the two things that came to mind were the real deal so this is going to be real content and we're together mm -hmm. so you're bringing us all together and I think you're right like what we see out in magazines even if it is a life story has been 
edited and watered down and kind of tailored to the thing. And we don't understand that each one of us has a story. So I think we all look because we're not, we don't really sit in our vulnerable place of, of always sharing. And that's where your growth happens. And that's where we're really authentic, real people. We all have it. Yeah. Even the people that look like they have everything perfect do not, by the way, no. everybody. No. So I think it's beautiful that you have it. And for me, working in end of life and with my elders, I have to tell you that, that the real learning and wealth and not is from their stories. Yes. It's from what they've learned in life and they're sharing. And I feel so privileged to be in that space. So you're doing it now yeah. while we all can. I think it's fantastic. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and we all do learn. And I do think that there are, obviously, everything happens for a reason, even when they're really hard things. And yes. it's so interesting because, and this will probably be in the story that I'm going to share on your platform, which I really haven't shared at all. Um, when I had my wake-up call years ago, and it was difficult, and we didn't know really what was going on, I said to my family, I said, you see us right now, what's happening? I promise you that in... I thought I said in a year from now, it took a few years, but I said in a year from now, wait till you see what happens. Yes. I had no idea what I was talking about, but I knew that this challenge, that this complete upheaval stop in the road was going to lead to something greater, even though it was so incredibly difficult to be swallowing that pill at the moment. Yes. That, so you can look forward to that story. But yes, and I think we all have that where we can come out on the other side and, and know that, you know, even when you're going through hardship, because that's part of life, that hang on, we have a support system and that you will get through this and, and probably much for the better. Absolutely. And I mean, I think that I'm also going for um, not only our age, but a little bit yeah. younger as well in their yeah. 20s. Because it's, that's the age, too, where, you know, yeah. you're really getting head on into your career, in your yeah. relationships, everything. And, you know, it's really starting to look at some of those years as well so that, we, you know, we can help the younger women yes. realize that, you know what, you don't have to do it all. I know there's been a lot of people in the past that say, you know, you, you know women can do it all. Well, we can. But we but, don't want to. <laughs> but we don't need to. I mean, that's, right. why do we have to? And especially if our health or something else suffers yes. in the meantime. And you're right about that whole point about not being perfect. Because I think that was part of my issue, I believe, when I self-reflected was the fact that I always tried to be perfect. Um, not only in my personal life, but definitely in my professional. Sure. And having worked in the media, there's a lot of pressure in that area. Mm -hmm. And I just realized that, you know what, I am good enough. And I am good enough at everything I've done and I am going to do. So I really had to yeah. look at that from a self kind of like reflective moment. And I think that's exactly what I'm trying to do is with women out there who they feel like, well, my story's not worth telling. Well, absolutely it is because absolutely. even some glimpse from that could help someone else who could maybe relate um, in whatever you do. And yeah. I, I just think it's really important. So this platform is very unique in that way. It's yeah. a global platform. I have some contributors writing from the UK, from yeah. Australia. I'm really excited because, you know, at the end of the day, women, um, we, we should support each other. We should empower each other. And I think that women from all over the world have stories that everyone can relate to in some way, um, even though our lifestyles might be completely different. So I am open to, you know, submissions and contributors. Um, right now, there's a, a, like, you can go to redlilylife.com and you can sign up to find out final details about the launch coming up in the next month. Um, and then once it's live, you will see all of this fruitful, heartfelt content um, lots of different things and positivity I like to it's called I'm calling it my positivity portal <laughs> yeah. because it 
I mean, that's just an extension of what I hope to bring to the world moving forward, living how I have lived and then learning from my health scare. I really want to give back and also have other women give back in their own way. Um, so I'm definitely open to people, you know, emailing me and I'll give you all the information about the email so they can write to me um, and share a glimpse of your story. And if you want to get it out there, I can definitely help you publish it. Beautiful. So you will you have different categories that yes. you're going to have? Okay, great. Yeah, so right. I'm actually putting it together like a magazine. It's an online magazine. So okay. there are different sections, absolutely, from mindfulness, spirituality, life lessons, um, uh, personal stories. I'm also going to be highlighting Red Lily Heroes. And these are going to be women who have just done, amazing women who have done amazing things. Um, there's so many people that um, train their butts off for marathons and they finally get through it. And then what? Like, I'd like to give them an outlet to be able to talk about their experience because it's so amazing and you have to really dedicate yourself for months. Um, and then there's other women that have done big, huge, you know, treks or traveled to amazing places. I really want to highlight those experiences because we all learn from these things. And I think that if it inspires other women to look at their own life and maybe do something a little different and, and, and take that risk, I think it's well worth it. So yes, there are definitely going to be different sections and areas that people can look at and submit things. Yeah. Wonderful. So we will also put out a, another announcement when the launch is open. But for now, we'll put the links down below and they can submit different articles or ideas and contact you. Absolutely. You have a great Facebook page that everyone should join. And I know that this is so needed right now, coming together, supporting one another and learning from one another because we all are in this together, and I think that because we don't share as much that people think that it's only happening to them, and that yes. would be a very horrible feeling, or they might not know where to go and get support. So I think this platform is incredible. You're always putting positivity into the world, Carrie. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so you. much for all you do, and I can't wait for the launch of Red Lily and to be part of it. So Thank you. I hope it inspires people, and um, you know that... The tagline is for women who crave more from their heart's core, because I really feel like everything stems from the core and the heart. And this is just like another way to be able to share that. And I, I really hope it helps people get through some things. So thank you so much for this, Suzanne. Absolutely. So Carolee Brown, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I will post the links down below and thank you all for listening. I will see you in the next podcast. Bye everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Ask a Death Doula. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a raving review. Subscribe, share, and send your questions. See you in the next episode.